Welcome back, guys, to Girls Who F1. You have Kenny and Ray here today. Um, we're going to be chatting about the Belgian Grand Prix, the last race before the summer break. And do we have a lot to say? Or do we, Kendall? Um, I'm not sure. I'm sure we'll get into it. That's what you're all here for. But yeah, this week, this 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 race this weekend, I just wasn't that excited for. I think the biggest thing that I thought was going to happen was the weather was going to be bad and the threat of another cancellation was like looming in my mind. So I kind of wasn't expecting much from this race. You have some PTSD. A little bit, yeah. Okay, so taking a step back, I I have a complaint to the <laughs> FIA. I do. Sprint weekends are just – they're not for me, okay? I don't have the mother effing time to watch <laughs> F1 at these crazy hours of the day, keep up with shootouts, sprint shootouts, practice, qualifying – it's truly, I'm so overwhelmed when it's a weekend. And I don't know if it's like specifically because we're in the US, so it's, you know, smack in the middle of a Saturday. But I mean, I was at brunch and <laughs> I was like looking at my phone, like, what is qualifying? And I'm like, what's happening? I agree. I just, I can't keep up with it. It's, it's stressing me out. And for me, the sprint races are just not. They're not long – like, okay, let's let's talk about this sprint race. It was like 15 laps because Spa is the longest track of the calendar. Of the whole calendar, yeah. Right. So only 15 laps, but the laps are really long. Great. Well, as you just mentioned, Kendall, there was a whole rainstorm. So what happened was they delayed the race and then the first like three laps were being called like a formation lap and they were under the safety car and they only had maybe 10 or 11 laps of actual racing, aka Fine. nothing happened because it's 10 or 11 laps. Yeah. That is the ultimate PTSD to like two years ago when they when it was two technically laps. held a lap under behind the safety car. But I just wow. think that like the sprint weekends are just – and I remember, I feel like last year, like I remember the Brazil sprint for some reason being really um, like jam-packed with action, but I, I don't know. I'm just, maybe it's, maybe it's because, okay, let's take a step back. I could be a little <laughs> bit salty about F1 in general, and we might be going through a little bit of a, like a tough, a tough relationship because it's, it's kind of been boring for me every race. Right. Because it's not that Max is winning every race. That is the boring part, but it's also not enough happening behind him either. That's like really exciting me. Like Ferrari is continuously disappointing me. Mercedes is like not even trying. Like they are trying, but they kind of already know. Like everyone like knows where they la land and they know their capabilities. So I don't feel like anything's like interesting. Even like Charles getting P2 this weekend was – a non-event. Right. But I was it like, didn't oh, feel like much. Exciting. But I'm like, I want it to be more exciting. But like he also started the race P2 and ended at P2. Right? He started P2. The point is, I think Spa's a great track, by the way, because there was a lot of overtaking this weekend. And I appreciated that. But it didn't like 
it wasn't it, it was like to what end it led to nothing right that's what we were texting in our group chat and i was just saying like the amount of overtakes and the pitting and it just netted to nothing and i think actually charles started p1 he was oh. on pole <laughs> Oh, yeah, I forgot because Max had a penalty. So he had to, yeah. Mobby, so Mobby. Starting okay, the race, great. yeah, Max already had to start P6 like, uh, due to his, he got a new power unit, I believe. Um, and he, it's one too many, so he had to take that five grade, five place grid penalty. But you knew, like, I knew that Max was still going to somehow swindle and skate yeah. his oh, way to I the front. I actually misspoke. Charles finished P3 because it was Max Sergio Charles. Yes, yes. See, it's how uneventful it was. I can't even remember. <laughs> we don't know. And, and then Max still finishes like, what, 22 seconds ahead of – What is yes. the point? What's the point? Yeah. What is the Rock. point? Ahead Not even of your, your teammate. teammate. Mm. Like, he's he's obviously incredible. And I'm like, this guy is like literally Sunday morning driving every – Walking. He could every- get out of his car and walk. He could take a smoke break. <laughs> Go to the bathroom. Vacation. Come back. back. But I agree. I think sprint weekends and that I've I might have covered this before, but like to me it's stressful because the drivers and teams don't get those extra free practices to actually understand if the setups work well. Right. Um I think sprint shootouts and sprint races create too much opportunity for something to go wrong and for cars to be like so they're so conservative. messed up before the race. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, like yeah, you, yeah, yeah. So if you crash or if you like have an incident or if something breaks, now like you have You're to screwed. get your car back together for the race. And that should have been, you know, with the cost cap, with the tight competition, with, you know, staying on budget. So do you, okay, so do you feel like it's, the teams are just playing, sprint weekends are not, like it's a only it's not a lot of points to gain and it's like 10 points um there's it's low it's low reward and low it's reward. high risk so do you feel like so you feel like maybe it's the because of the setup and the nature of the fact that it's one low reward and it's a high risk teams are just more conservative which makes it less interesting because they don't they're not you know being risky in terms of their strategy I think it I think that definitely plays a big part. I don't know how seriously they take like the sprint weekends. They're not that common. Like they're sprinkled throughout the calendar. Like so it's six not like or eight every weekend. Like that. Yeah. Right. But it it makes Sunday more difficult. And I think for from my perspective, it makes the race day itself less exciting because I it's agree. you have all this stuff going on all weekend. You're pummeled it's with F one events left and right, and then when Sunday rolls around, you're I'm confused. I don't know who's starting where because you don't I, even know I'm, what to watch. I'm confused. Even about even the my ESPN quality. app didn't know what to call it. I was <laughs> yeah. like I was like on Saturday. Was it Saturday? Yeah, Saturday evening. I'm like, all right, Raven, let's get ready for this race because you've done nothing. <laughs> you've done no work to prep for this race weekend. So I'm like, great. Let me go on Hulu. I'm like, okay, F1, and it says like, Can- It's like Canadian. It's like Bel- <laughs> Belgian Grand Prix quality. Belgian Grand. And I'm like, I don't even know. I was watching qualifying. I'm like, I don't know what the qualifying this is for. I don't know. Like, I was, 
I was really stressed out. Like even they can't even name it correctly. So you know what to watch on your on demand. Yeah. I, I don't know, Kendall. It's honestly, I agree with you. It makes Sunday a bit less anticlimactic. And I think spa is an exciting track, by the way. Yes. Minus like the bigger the big weather issues there. But I'm like, I'm feeling a bit I'm feeling fatigued overall right now about F1 just because of the lack of excitement. And I feel that even the commentators, like if you listen, they don't even know what to say. Like there's not that much to say because it's they're so, making jokes. They're hanging yeah. out. Yeah. They're not I, I'm just like, okay, but I have to say, out of the races, not to be, you know, complaining too much, I don't think this race was terrible. I don't think it was the most interesting, but it wasn't the worst race ever. Let's talk about some of our highlights from the race. Okay. So high level, guys. Uh, Max, Sergio, Leclerc, Hamilton, Fernando were the top five drivers. Notable things. Max, so spicy. Oh. Engineer. All weekend. He was... I feel like he's just having fun. Like it's, I feel like it's almost like he's trolling his race engineer. Um, I think his race engineer's nickname is is GP, and I think he just is trolls it? him. And he's just like they're just going back and forth. You know, Max, you need to have like a level head, and Max. Yeah, is being because I'm like, like Max, Let you're gonna go. win this race, <laughs> like. It's kind of like what more else could you want for? It, it's it's like, okay, you're going to win the race. And I get he's a competitor and he can get really intense. And I think that's what makes him so good. But also, I'm like, you need to chill the F out. You're going to win the race by a landslide. Don't be doing dumb stuff to like, what? who are you proving a point to? I don't know. And like, of course, we're all listening like, again? They're fighting, yeah. again. they're bickering again. But according to, you know, the the pundits, I think that's just his relationship with his race engineer. Like, that's pretty normal for them. But it's surprising that we're hearing it so much this weekend. Because yeah, I, I, thought I it was bet a- you they typically don't talk like that over team radio. Like, this weekend was I like- think he was really – yeah, he was really, like, amped up this weekend. And I'm <laughs> sorry to our audience. Like, I didn't watch every practice and everything because I just truly did not have time. I don't know – I just feel like I didn't do a good job this weekend. Guys, for we girls have jobs. We, we have, have jobs. We yeah. have we run around town. I I was kind of laid you, up. What did you What did you do this weekend? I was like laid out by my pool. Oh, I love that for you. I'll, like you could have been watching a fun at the pool, came. Kendall. Well, it got really hot up there, so I oh yeah, you like, can't have your phone. My out. phone kept overheating, <laughs> and then I watched like some of the race stuff at night when I came back. In my I apartment. tried. That's I, yeah. At night, I tried to keep up with it, but I'm like, guys, truly combine this. It's too much. <laughs> okay, one thing that is exciting me on a positive note about F1 lately is McLaren. Yeah, even though this weekend was a little rough for Piastri, um, he de- he got tangled with signs. <laughs> lap one and they both that, ended up dnfing so upsetting that made me it wasn't upset. a typical first lap incident though it kind of was a little bit unavoidable yeah like I piastri think, had nowhere to go he was squeezed and science avoided lewis like so it was just it, it was gonna happen and then it kind of netted neutral because they both dnf'd so it was fine it's not like, like any penalty was given or they had to you know fight over the you know radio about what happened Right. They just both throughout the race. That first lap incident. By the way, not to like jump around, but Sergio Perez's um, start this weekend was pretty epic. Yeah. Did you he see? Held, he, he darted. He was like, 
he was so aggressive. And I was like, oh, my guy woke up from his nap. He was on a Finally. nap for the first four races. Where have you been? And he led the lap for like six, the race for like 16 laps. Um, and it was actually quite interesting for me to watch because we haven't really seen Max and Checo fight in that way for a while, yeah. like at least this season. So, you know, you know Max is coming. He's making the come up. He's on the charge. Yeah. He's just genuinely going a lot faster. Seriously. <laughs> than Checo. And he's driving differently. Like you could see the difference mm-hmm. in the way that they drive, the way that they break, the way that they handle the curves and corners and the opportunities that Max sees that like Perez <laughs> defending, like just he was like Max a sitting is duck. like one with his car though. Like Max he is, is his car into and his car, car is him. So, he drives that car with the most confidence. And oh, I yeah. just don't think Sergio has that like groove yet. And they had different driving styles as well. Yeah. To your point. But I also think Max is just like that car is like an extension of his soul. They're one. <laughs> and that's why he can do that's why he, he talks does. like that on the radio. Like he knows. <laughs> so after 16 laps of Checo holding it down, I was hyped. I know. Max. It was inevitable. But it was interesting. Same car. Same car. The driving, Just very everything. different. Max went to do, get on, get his eighth consecutive win, breaking records every race and, and making us depressed every race. <laughs> and like we keep talking like about I almost this. wanted to take a sick day or something. You yeah. know, like if it was like a I'm- sick day one weekend, just so we could see like what the, what else is happening. Like that would be cool for me. <laughs> like, well, like call what out the sick. race. What would the race be like if Max wasn't driving that weekend? It'd right. probably be like crazy. Or, or what if we threw like, <laughs> let's say, let's think. What if we threw like Alex Albon into I Max's knew, car? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> if Alex Albon was in the Red Wait, Bull. Wait, awkward because you already, you already did that. He already did that. He would probably like crash it. Do fine. Yeah, he might crash it. Might be a little fast, too quick. I don't know. Actually, he probably would. But he's got gained a lot of confidence, and he's really have has been driving exceptionally well. I'll have to say this was a tough race for Alex, but overall, he's been driving very well. I think I actually had a note about that, like in my notes from watching it, because he was doing well. He's fighting the midfield, the middle of the field. He's like just being slippery in his slippery Williams. And then I looked up and he's like, he's no longer in the points. He's like last. And then, so Alex Albon finished 14th. Uh, and that is considering there were two DNFs. So he was close to the back. Yeah, you're right. And I just don't remember him being that far back. So struggle bus this weekend. I think he pitted three times, whereas some other drivers got away with pitting twice. Like, I don't really it's know a the lot strategy. Of this weekend. Yeah. But yeah, I just, it's, I don't think it's because he had a bad race. I think it's just the strategy was a little tough right, um, right. to sort out. Yeah, I, I think so. The other driver that I'm looking at, obviously, we're all looking at is Ricardo because we love him. We love Danny. He seems like he's getting in a groove. I mean, I know he didn't do as well this weekend as he wanted to, but I feel like he's really – I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about it. He needs time to get up to speed. I'm, I'm okay with the progress. Agreed. I think I was unfair on him over the weekend because I was a bit like expecting him to be just like so far up. Obviously, Yuki did quite well this weekend. Um, 
So I was just comparing them. Right. And But I do have to take a step back. This is his second race back in F1 after, you know, the whole thing with Nick DeVries. Rip. But (laughs) rest in peace. But yeah, I think also his qualifying wasn't bad. He just violated track limits and his lap got deleted. So he had to start, you know. Right. Yes, I do remember watching that. He so was, that was yeah, unfortunate. But if he if he stayed on track, he probably would have been higher up and had a better start. But yeah, we'll have to see. Um, I do want to like pick your brain. Do we think this plan? Because I know it's like an internet conspiracy theory. Yeah. Do we think Danny is back at Alphatari in the hopes to replace <laughs> Checo in the future? Yeah, that's a great question. Hmm. I, yeah, I think that he wants to be in a race winning car, which he's not, which he knows. But Perez's contract is this year and next year. His two he had two year extension last year, was it? You gotta remember. Sorry, That's we'll we'll great, confirm this. We'll confirm. Question. I think yes. I think I I do think that Danny Rick wants to be back at Red Bull. As a as a driver, I would love to see him in a competitive car. Um, he he's gonna really have to just prove himself and like crush Yuki, little Yuki, my little. Not, Yuki. Don't actually crush him because we love him, but we like he's gonna have to him. crush him on the field. I'm just like I'm happy he's back. I'm kind of well. It's kind of annoying because we have this whole break now. So. I mean, the guy's been on break for a while, so you know he doesn't really need one. But like, I'm <laughs> hoping back towards, in that car. He needs driving. to be back in that simulator, and they're not allowed to do anything. It's like pencils down. Yeah, did you know? It's like we're so corporate. It's pencils <laughs> down. <laughs> I think I'm taking the SAT. Pencils down. You're like, oh. damn it. Um, yeah. Oh. So he can't really do anything. I have an update. Yeah. So Checo's contract is until 2024. So honestly, I think the timing of Danny Rick getting a seat at the feeder team to Red Bull is kind of perfect. And and the way that, as we've discussed, I think Checo has been so up and down. I wonder if this is like to light a fire under him. I like I'm not sure. But Checo performed this weekend, and I think it's a really great coincidence that Danny is mm. back in F1. And Okay, so Danny's last race last weekend, and that's when Checo really came back. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe Christian Horner was like, you better you better show up or you're going to get like, shown out. Yeah, because they're <laughs> – listen, as we've seen, the way that they literally killed Nick DeVries like that, like the Red Bull family, you have like three strikes. You three less than you Oof. have one strike, and if they just decide you're out, think of Pierre Gasly, think of Alex Albon. Like they are not afraid to replace someone mid-season, right? And so, Checo is probably now going to fight for his life, not for World Driver Championship, but just for his spot on the team. And I think that's that's tough. I agree, and we're rooting for Checo and Danny Rick some way somehow. I don't know how. To coexist. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We got to talk about – I feel like we covered the race because, guys, Max won. I don't know what else you want us to say. We're going to move on. <laughs> if we're just on to the next. Like, it's just not yeah. interesting to dissect. I'm sorry. 
maybe second half season we'll do some more fun content like maybe we'll do like a live stream or live reaction or something so you can kind of hear us in the moment but like i just don't have a lot to say and i'm not going to try to make fetch happen (laughs) so let's chat about what kendall can you tell our audience what is happening at alpine (laughs) <laughs> they're having like a mass exodus it's giving tech 2021 layoffs like what's happening <laughs> i i genuinely like when i tell you like this weekend they're like up more hours he's out and then they named like th- two or three other like top people at alpine i think the team is going through like a huge like shift rebrand change and maybe getting rid of like those senior people, uh, right, is part of that. I, I like. So I essentially, genuinely... the team principal got fired by and, and the sporting director, and the sporting director has been with Alan Permain or whatever his name is. They're leaving, um, and it was like, "Thank you for your service. Today will be your last day." Like, there, it was their last weekend um, with the team. I just it just felt really harsh. Mm. And the other thing is, I think that Alpine did pretty well. Like Esteban got P8, Pierre got P11. Like Otman was like, all right, bang, bang. Let me go out with a bang. But do we know who's replacing them? I feel like we don't. I I don't know if that's been announced. It, it might be temporary, like interim people. Yeah. I, I think it's just like this huge cleanup. And it feels I think like it's chaos. so the fact that it's happening mid season and they announced it race weekend, like why couldn't they wait for the summer they break? <laughs> they didn't want to just hang out and chill. I don't know what's happening to Al with Alpine and we'll have to keep y'all posted because we're well, just you guys can curious. keep us posted. If you know something, please DM us on Instagram. Go ahead. Share your thoughts. We need to know. We need answers. And also AlphaTari, they're going through a team name change. So they're going through a rebranding as well. What are they changing their name to? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it says it's set to change its name for 2024. Okay. So they announced recently that they will be changing their name next season. But yeah, another rebranding. I mean, this is a lot more softer. Like, it's just like, we're not going to be AlphaTauri anymore. Alpine is like, we're getting rid of everyone in charge. <laughs> They're like, bye. Bye. Get out. Um, so, yeah, yeah AlphaTauri is rough. I mean, poor Nick DeVries. He'll be okay, though. We're going to get through it, guys. We're all going to get through it. Okay, so Kendall, you love what's coming up. Like, this is your time. Kendall... Guys, during silly season, Kendall is keeping us. Our group chat is popping off. <laughs> this girl has like alerts on her phone. Like she is giving minute by minute updates on all the craziness. But I'm kind of wondering, and when we say silly season, it's just the summer break F1 team has. And usually a lot of things happen, but so much has happened beforehand. So do you think it's going to be like – we're going to get any announcements because Danny Rick came back. This Alpine thing, like what could possibly be happening? I say that I'm going to bite my tongue, aren't I? I honestly, I love silly season because silly season, all the drivers, all of a sudden it's musical chairs 
and drivers are moving around to different teams or committing for the next year. Um, even like team staff or, you know, team principals, whatever, they might move around. It might be announced then. So yeah, it's, it can get very fun and crazy. Um, Well, Kendall, I think you're going to have a good silly season because there are seven drivers who are out of a contract at the end of this year. Yes. And let me share with you who they are. I'm going to start from the bottom. Okay. So my list. So Joe Grenu. Oh, no. <laughs> is he going to stay in F1? Sorry, continue. The question mark is there around him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like he's doing enough for Alfa Romeo. What do you think? I. It depends on the race. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh. He's like a kind of forgettable. Yeah. I, but I, Alfa I Romeo really. has this whole transitional plan to join Audi in 2026. So it's yeah. like they're in a weird spot where they might be just be like – you know, running where they run for the next couple of years until this transition happens. But yeah. Joe Grenu is the first one. Mm-hmm. The next driver is Nico Ulkenberg. He's out of a contract <laughs> this year. Okay. Yeah. Haas I think man. He, he's – I think he'll be back at Haas next season. Yeah. I don't think they're going to get rid of him. I don't really see Haas changing much with the team right now. I think they're not doing well, but like – They've had I too much shuffling anyway. Yeah. I think they'd rather have seasoned drivers again on their on their roster than a newbie or someone else. Like they they don't need that. They just I need mean, two solid drivers. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who else would join Haas right now. Gunther said no more rookies. He's like, I'm done. No more. Yeah. He's he's done with it. I love okay. Nick though. Okay. So also, speaking of Haas, Kevin Magnuson also needs a contract extension. I think they're going to both return next year. I have a I feeling. Think, and I think they're going to stay on Haas. Yeah. Um, obviously, we know Danny Rick is like on loan. So it's unclear to see if he, like you mentioned, is going to replace Perez for 2024, 2025. So that's like a big TBD. I don't know. If, I don't know if we'll know that by the summer season, though. I think it's yeah. going to be more end of the year. Um, Yuki Sonoda. Oh. is up on his contract. He's grown a ton. He has. With Alphatari. He has. Maturity. He had a rough start. He had a, yeah. And and I think he's learned a lot over the past few years since his start in F1. Um, and it's not like he doesn't have talent. I think it's just, I don't know. He's just kind of there. But I think that's kind of what Alphatari is is doing like I don't know I don't know where else he would go yep Logan Sargent rookie season (laughs) what I don't don't know I just feel like he doesn't get he doesn't give anything he finished p17 (sighs) (laughs) and he's I don't ever hear anything about what that man has done I mean I'd say Alex Alvin definitely overshadows him but hardcore he's not doing bad He's doing all right for a lamb. I don't know. Doesn't he have like zero points? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but he's doing well, y'all. He, I our, mean. Our American driver is killing it. <laughs> I didn't say all that. I said he's doing just enough. To survive. Okay, obviously, you and I both are like the last driver who needs a contract extension is Sir Lewis Hamilton. And I don't know. I don't know. Mercedes is going to be able to keep pay him. This man's going to 
need to get his checks because he – I think he's going to come back. I think they're like in negotiations, yeah. him and Toto. I, uh, from what I've heard, it sounds like they are – at least Toto was pretty confident that this – they will have something sorted out. Um, fun fact though, my dad keeps sending me articles about like those insane – unfounded rumors that Lewis is going to Ferrari. And I was like, no, he's <laughs> what are you talking about? He's guys, I'm not gonna say I'm confident, but he's not gonna go to Ferrari. He's not gonna go to Ferrari. Especially to do the what? way Ferrari's Ferrari not doing any better that- anyway. What the hell? Yeah. And I think Lewis is so involved with the development of the car, of the team. Like I think he's very dedicated to Mercedes. Yeah. And feels indebted to them in a bit, in a way, because they've won so many championships together. Yeah, I can't really imagine like how complicated his contract is. Out of all the drivers, his must be like, first of all, okay, he's been around for a minute, right? He's seven time world champion, eight if you want to (laughs) count. He also has all these brand deals. He is somehow allowed to go like skydiving, bungee jumping plane ride, whatever these crazy things he does. He does like movies on the side. He really like (laughs) has a lot of side hustles more than I think most other drivers. And I always wonder, one, I feel like in a lot of sports, you're limited on what you can do outside of your sports because like you need to protect everything. It's like you can't get injured because then you're useless to us and you're worth too much money. And he – some, I mean, but also like – F1 is F1. Like you get injured every time you get into the car. So I guess it's kind of a double-edged sword. He's like, well, I could drive one weekend and then get seriously injured. But I feel like he has so many passion projects, I'll call them. And he just has a lot going on. Yeah. I I think he's about his hustle. And he's very expensive, guys. He's about his hustle. More so than the other drivers. And I kind of chalk that up to him standing out in the F1 group. Not only him being black, but him being a winner too. So I think, yeah, I think everyone- he's like the richest F1 driver though, for sure, right? Has to be. Well, he lives in Monaco, so he's they protecting his money. Monaco. Yeah, they do. <laughs> protecting I mean, he makes like coin. almost like $60 million a year. He's truly- God damn. Just, wait, Kendall, that's like just his Mercedes contract. It's like something- No. No, I'm telling you, his Mercedes contract was like I think I read it was like 55 or like $57 million. But then he has everything else he does, like Tommy Hilfiger collaborations and like he has merch and he does – Oh yeah. every like, time you see him, he is doing something and I'm like, you're getting put a lot of money for that. Kind of makes you sick, right? It's like you don't – Makes me Come ill because like I don't have that kind of money. He could share <laughs> with us. Money. Like, the hell? They all could. Who's up? Who's up next for – contract that was the seven of them everyone else is good to go for next year wow so yeah i think silly season i predict we're not going to see that much movement i'm just i'm I'm thinking we're going to see a lot of contract extensions yes i I think so too unless yeah people are get dropped dropped (laughs) yeah unless we see someone not be asked to return to the paddock. I don't know if there's anyone else who's on like Nick DeVries has been on the chopping block, but I don't know if anyone else is that close to like mm. is really that you know underperforming. So I don't know, but you never know. And the thing about Nick DeVries, like they couldn't wait till the summer break to replace him. They mm. had to they 
they time had money. to do it. Two races. Time is money. Yeah. Indeed. Okay. So silly season, we're predicting lots of contract extensions, maybe some departures of some senior folks at some teams. Yeah. But I don't I don't know. Where I guess our assumption jointly is that it's not gonna be as crazy. As last year. Remember as the whole year. like Fernando nah, Alonso thing? Oh, that was crazy. That the was Nick my favorite. Fernando Alonso. Danny Ricardo mess. It was a disaster. That's what silly season's all about. But I don't think we're going to get that. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get that this year. It's going to be pretty tame, I predict, as we predict. So, Well, I'm looking forward to seeing the drivers like all on vacations and doing what they do. I think it's pretty cool to see what they do. I remember last year, like, Lewis went to, like, I'm going to get this wrong, not Tanzania. He went to some – He went to Africa, right? Somewhere in Africa. Yeah, I don't know where. And he took a trip and it was, like, a whole thing and he had a whole experience. Yeah, it was a whole thing. It, like, changed his life. And – it's cool to see that. So we'll just be stalking them on Instagram and we'll probably report back to the audience on any key updates. But Kenny, I just feel like they're enjoying their summer and we're going to go enjoy our summer too. Absolutely. What I'll be doing? <laughs> <laughs> what will you be doing? I am going to a wedding in Jamaica in August. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Get an island gal. I'm going to get braids for the first time since I was 12. <laughs> oh, my God. They're so f- – I did braids like two years ago and I went on to the Caribbean once and I took them out like day three. I was like, I'm not made for this anymore. My head you know, hurts. Every, every every black girl goes on vacation. <laughs> you got to get the braids. It's gotta smart. Get the braids. It's great protective style. So thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate listening. We know this is kind of a random conversation, but I had fun just chatting with you. As always, please DM us and look out for our content on Instagram at GirlsWF1 and sometimes TikTok. And we will be back on August 27th for the Dutch Grand Prix in Zandvoort. Not Zandvoort. Zandvoort. I can't say it, but yes. I said Zandvoort. That's a whole other (laughs) It's not Zanzibar. I don't. We're gonna come out to you. Okay. Yeah, it's not Zanzibar. The Dutch Dutch Grand Prix. We're gonna go watch the Max win his home race. Okay, that's what we're gonna do when we get back. (laughs) That's what we're gonna do. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.